Welcome to Small Town Radio. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, you too. <laughs> uh, welcome to Small Town Radio. I'd like to place an order for delivery. Oh, yes. What would you like? Um, can I get the crab rangoons um, with the vegan cheese, please, and the vegan crab? Uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just getting word that there's no delivery right now because the whole United States is in lockdown. So uh, I can I can deliver that to you in anywhere from, you know, like six weeks to 18 months. All right. Would you like my name? Uh, yeah. And any show or podcast that you're on? Okay. Well, my name is uh, Maxim Allen. Um, and if you need to reach out to figure out my address in six to eight months, um, I work at Small Town Radio Podcast at gmail.com. Um, you can also find me on Instagram and Twitter at ST Radio Pod. You can find me personally at Maxim of Allen on Twitter. And the person I'm speaking to on the phone, how do I find them? Uh, you call Golden Leaf in Hampstead, New Hampshire, because that's where the best crab rangoon is. Hello, I'd like to speak to Connor, please. Oh, he yeah, that's me. He hey, everyone. Me with a rangoon. <laughs> oh, welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah, I am Connor. And uh, if you didn't notice, Maxim, uh, or people at home, I am wearing a shirt that says exactly where I am. Another New Hampshire shirt? It says Exeter on it. Oh, wow. Even more specific yes. than last episode. Yes, very specific. Yeah, I'm just wearing a regular blue shirt, and I left all of my graphic tees back in Denver because I was like, I don't need these in New York. And now that we're doing video podcasts, I'm like, well, that would have been nice. <laughs> yeah. It is what it is. Um, wow, we just did all that social media, and I was just like, all right, what do I plug now? We did it all. We, we, we did, did everything. Oh, uh, subscribe everything. to this channel? on yeah, we're on subscribe. YouTube. We have a uh, we're, we're we're climbing to the tens of thousands of subscribers already. So I mean, I we mean, don't need your subscription, but we would like it. We uh we did get at least ten subscribers, which is awesome. Um, He's thank you thousands. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> the zeros. Uh, what was it? You said eleven today. Yeah, I think we're as of recording on March twenty second, first day of spring. Our first full day of spring was yesterday. Happy spring. Happy spring. And happy late March now when you're watching this. Yeah. um, Hope your quarantines are going well, everyone. Hope Mm -hmm. uh, you're getting nice and prison fit in your bedroom. Mm -hmm. What have you been up to, Connor? How's your how's your week been going? Good. I, I mean, you know me. uh, You do not. Not necessarily the listeners as well. You know that I (laughs) fill my time with work um so it's been good i days have kind of been flowing fast which is mm-hmm. nice um but it's also really hard when i get into this rhythm and then step out and go oh wait the world isn't normal right now i'm just pretending that i am um <laughs> so it's been it's been tough um in that way, but uh, some things I have been doing, I've been working out more. I applied uh, for some remote work recently. Nice. Um, I haven't washed my hair uh, since coming back to New Hampshire. I'm trying to do Ew. like an oil reset. No, it's good. Look it up. You shouldn't be. How often do you wash your hair? I wash my hair. Um, I wash my hair with water 
like every day and then i i shampoo like maybe once or twice twice a week once it gets longer like right now because barber shops are closed i'm at like a twice a week schedule yeah but yeah normally when it's short it's gonna be once a week that's that's exactly what i usually do um mm-hmm. i'm just gonna kind of like give it a little while because it's supposed to be really healthy for your hair um and then i also have been letting my facial hair grow which is extremely Ooh. patchy so Wow. I'm glad we're I on YouTube like, for this. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're going to uh, let your hair build up its oil and grease naturally, and you won't have to worry about staying away from your grandparents. They're just going to stay away from you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. What about you? What have you been up to? You're still in New York. Yeah. Still in New York. Uh, situation is looking dire. Um, mm-hmm. I had to stab three people on my way back to my apartment yesterday because there's blood in the streets, chaos everywhere. No, it's... It's fine. I hope I don't sow those seeds, and by the time this episode comes out, we actually do have some rioting. <laughs> I mean, um, the, the thing that I've noticed, and I've heard from a lot of people, because I, two nights ago, I read way too much on the virus and mm-hmm. woke up feeling very, very gloomy. Uh, <laughs> but the one thing that I've heard when I've talked to people about um, the virus and everything that's happening is that there's a lot of positivity and like people are talking about the the good news stories that they've heard and uh the silver linings that they're finding and like it's a lot's been going really positive for the environment because we've shut down Mm -hmm. um a lot of our consumption habits and production um and then people like uh i've like what is it we got something delivered the other day to our house um and, you know, the truck driver wearing gloves and all that good stuff, wash our hands, we go back inside. But the truck driver was like, well, there's no one on the road, uh, but the there's very few people on the road. But the people that are on the road are being extra polite. He said he just hasn't <laughs> seen that before. So people are just being nicer to each other, at least in this area and from a lot of the stories that I've been hearing. So there's, wow, a, there's a little bit of good, I guess. That's great. I feel like I feel like um, similar about what's happening um the i think a lot of people are it's definitely like tragedy and hard times bring communities together for sure Mm -hmm. and i think we're just going through that but on like a smaller scale and especially in new york city they're like because everyone can't be out when you actually do encounter someone out you want to be nicer to them because you realize like oh this is like pretty messed up (laughs) yeah but yeah i mean i've the the last week i've just been I've been chilling pretty hard. I've been working from home and watching a lot of movies. Um, me and my girlfriend, we binged Kingdom on Netflix, which I highly recommend. It's a Korean, like, feudal zombie series. So it's like, it takes place in, like, si- the 16th century Korea. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, a zombie outbreak. And the writing is amazing. It's a really great show. I had tons of fun watching it. But it, w- it was nice, honestly, like it's a bummer that everything's at a standstill and we can't go out and enjoy the spring weather. We can't go do stand-up comedy. But the flip side of that is that we're kind of forced to take it easy and chill and just not be accountable for a while, which feels like really good. Like I'm getting snow day vibes. And honestly, I know people are sick, they're dying and my heart goes out to those people, but it is nice to chill. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, in a lot of ways. And I don't know, find times. It's kind of like a reset. It's a forced reset. Um, So there's good. uh, When bad things happen, we tend to find the good. 
uh, which has been really nice. Yep. Yes, that's that's pretty much it. I haven't been working out at all, which is bad. I feel kind of gross because I go to the grocery store and they're all out of like a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know what they're not out of? Chips. Chips. Salsa. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. It's my favorite snack. Chips and salsa is number one for me. I, literally. Literally. I, I agree. I um, What I was doing back in Denver because we have so many local green chili like farms and like brands is in uh, our grocery store there was like a six month period where i was just going and buying a new jar of salsa like every other day and trying every single one (laughs) to find my favorite it's it's the best what's your favorite kind of chip to dip in salsa do you have a preferred brand just no it's quantity quantity oh yeah Uh, no i'm all about the mission tortilla rounds those ones are good those those ones are if i remember correctly are they're kind of thick, like they're, they're they're sturdy. They're sturdy. That's what they're sturdy and they're salty. Two things mm. I love in a chip and a woman. <laughs> uh, waiting for applause break. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah. Crying at my door. Uh, yeah. I mean, oh, hey, <laughs> remember that thing that we talked about talking about? Oh, was it the Goblin Gauntlet? Oh, it is. We're on the same page right now. The same page of the Harry Potter. Oh, oh, we were close. We were almost on the same almost. page on that one. Uh, yeah. So what's going on with the Goblin Gauntlet? So we are extending the deadline for submissions until April 13th because we know people are working on them. It takes a while to make masterpieces. I mm-hmm. mean... Michelangelo spent four years on his back painting the Sistine Chapel. I'm fully expecting that there's a small town listener out there who will spend four years on their ass creating the perfect goblin for our podcast. But we don't have four years. No. But we can give you an extra couple weeks. Yeah. Uh, this episode is coming out on March 30th. So mm-hmm. you still have, you know, two full weeks. I mean, yeah, two full weeks to get yeah. it done. Um. So far, we've had some great submissions that have just made me feel like awful about my artistic <laughs> skills. And it's not like something that I'm like trying for. I'm not not a person who's like, I need to get good at drawing. I'm just like, I, I casually sketch. And casually sketching means you're dog shit. Yeah. Compared I, um, to these people. I, uh, what is it? Oh, I don't think you know this because you haven't seen the video for last week's yet. Uh, but Will uh, and I, uh, we had a, we had a, part, a listener, Will, who mm-hmm. sent in a goblin very early on, um, and he's he's a, a great uh, great artist. And we don't vote on these things; you all are voting on them. So our bias has nothing to do with the outcome of who wins the hundred dollars at the end of the day. But mm-hmm. uh, I, when your camera shuts off, you become a goblin. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering, I was like, what did that transition look like? What did he end up doing with that? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> goblin. So, yeah. Full on goblin. Full on goblin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Big think, goblin energy. Hey, you know what um, people really need? When they can't travel right now? Drugs? <laughs> I was going to say us, but if we're your drug of choice, hey, more power to you. So sweet. Uh, sorry you can't get your fix more than once a week. Mm-hmm. Well, you could if you go back and listen to them over and over. Because we've gone to, this is our 24th episode, right? Mm-hmm. So we've done 24 episodes. 
two episodes minimum, two two towns two towns per episode minimum. We've gone to at, at least forty eight, but definitely more than that because the first couple episodes we did three apiece, and we have lightning rounds. We've had guests, yeah. so we're probably in that like sixty to seventy range of towns. You could go to a lot of different places with us, and if you just ration out our episodes, like you're like okay, I'm only gonna listen to one town per day. Oh, like I was thinking one per like hour, short, but okay. One per hour. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, Just so I mean, on a loop. 60, 60 towns, 60 plus towns. Like you're looking at two months of quarantine right there. Mm-hmm. Ha- you just listen to half the episode every time. Once you hit the ad break, you stop. You're like, I'll pick this up again tomorrow. Cause I have such incredible discipline mm-hmm. and I want to stretch out the experience as long as I can. Yeah. Yeah. And before you know it, this whole thing gonna blow over. Yeah. Uh, and uh Sam, I appreciate you doing your social distancing part. Uh we don't we don't we don't need you today, bud. <laughs> no, no mailman Sam. Uh yeah, he's really been knocking it out of the park with staying away from his friends and family. Yeah. And his dog. I feel so bad for the both dog. Of them. Uh, both of them really because i mean it's it sucks because normally when he comes and delivers mail he's carrying the dog in a like messenger style bag Mm. but hey sunshines and rainbows another day sam not today sam not today so hey today where where are you taking us I'm taking us to, uh, hang on one sec. I need to hit the a certain button on my camera to bring up how much time I have left to record. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to be, the, I'm going to be unprofessional. Ready? Unprof- Ready? I'm going to look right at you. I looked the wrong way the whole time last time. Are you serious? Yeah. Cause I assumed with, I was looking at the camera and I was going off that, but once the camera is done, it flips on the iPhone. Um, but we have it set up oh. like I would in my room, but I was looking the other way the whole time, um, making eyes at you. And now I'm just looking off screen. So you could have switched our position. I, um, and ruined the one episode continuity that we had set up. Are you kidding me? The, <laughs> the viewers would be sent through a loop. Actually, this episode, I'm hoping you edit it to be top-bottom split-screen multiplayer <laughs> style. This is Mario Kart now. I'm gonna split. I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna cut at the heads of both of us and replace them with the other person's body. Ooh, that would be fun. That would be great because you would have a huge just torso, and I would have uh, <laughs> like Very down to my waist body. almost. <laughs> yeah. So are we? Are we good? We good? Yes. I mean, we're, we're yep. we as good as we can be given I the lost, global I pandemic. Lost, yep. I lost my Wi-Fi connection. It won't <laughs> let me connect while I'm recording, but I can at least see how much time is left now. Hey, that's what <laughs> happened the first time. It happens. Look at it. Listeners at home, we love you. Thank you for putting up with our errors. We are not professionals yet. We're, uh, we're working it out. We're working it out. I One would minute. love a professional contract at it, so... Uh, yes. If you can hire Connor, hire Connor. Mm-hmm. If not, uh, ask him for his Venmo. Yeah. Just pay me. That's fine. Just, just pay him. Um, he'll take pictures of your food, your cat, your comedy show. He'll record videos of you eating ice cream, staying inside, yelling at the sky, whatever you need mm-hmm. from a distance. 
from a distance. <laughs> if you're yelling at the sky, he's going to stay back. From the distance, <laughs> the exact distance from wherever you are to Exeter, New Hampshire. That's how far away I'll be. Incredible. What a lens you must have that bends with the curvature of the earth. Hey, got to do what you got to do in these times. You ever see... Oh, well, do you remember, is it Yertle the Turtle, the Dr. Seuss book where the worm has the giant eyes and he can see all the way around the world to his like backside? <laughs> I don't know, but sure. <clears throat> all right. This is, you know, we make a lot of references in this podcast and the, the running theme between them is that neither of us gets the other person's references. No, I know ever. Yertle the Turtle. I just can't say for a fact. If uh, it might be the it might be the wrong one, I might be referencing the wrong Dr. Seuss thing. But I just remember being a kid and laughing my ass off at how big this worm's eyes are. <laughs> so okay. we need. All right, you ready? Yes, I am. Are you ready? Oh, I was born once. Listeners at home, are you ready? They said yes. Oh, okay, that was a Dora the Explorer moment. Okay. Here we go. My town today is Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Wisconsin, which is a village. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, how, do, how do we feel about villages? I, I'm kind of, it's, it's tough for me because villages are like, I feel like they're really cool, but they're not towns. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I feel like they're cousins and I almost feel like, like t- a town is like a cool guy you meet on the street who's just wearing Nikes and jeans and a hoodie and he's like friendly and he's like, I got cool stuff going on. And then like a village is his buddy who is like, oh, I was waiting for my friend and he comes out of the bar and village has his pants rolled up to a very specific height. Mm-hmm. He's got tortoise shell glasses that are nice and circular and yeah. a tiny beanie, lots of tattoos. And like he's a good, good guy, too. You just don't know if you're necessarily into that vibe. Like it, I, I, if anything, a village is just an artisanal town. I, I was going to say, it sounds like a, a village is a Brooklyn hipster, which means the village definitely has coronavirus. <laughs> yep. Uh, that's sorry, exactly Brooklyn. It. But hey, people in our generation, you got to do your part. Oh my goodness. Don't. Yeah. I, I, uh, towns, towns are like Crown Heights. Villages are like Bushwick. Even more. <laughs> We're cutting it up. We're getting granular on this. Uh, so yeah, what do we? So what do we got in this village? Okay, so uh, the location. So Elkhart Lake is in eastern Wisconsin. It's mm-hmm. not too far from Lake Michigan, but most importantly, it's next to Elkhart Lake. Can you believe it? <laughs> I wish it weren't true. It'd be much funnier. <laughs> Elkhart Lake is actually a sand dune. <laughs> okay. Um. So the population is 967. Mm. All right. So fact number one about this place is this is a kind of a cutesy little town. Um, so the area was first inhabited by the Potawatomi Indians, mm. and they named the area. Hang on. There's a pronouncer here, and I'm going to do nice, it. I'm going nice, in blind. Nice. I'm going in blind. Oh, yeah. Mishe Wei Ode Nibis. Wow. That's or, a lot of syllables. Yeah. Or... Great Elk Lake, Great Elk Heart Lake. Mm. The reason why? Because the lake is shaped like an elk's heart. Can you believe it? Oh, I I was going to. Uh, okay. So they had to cut open the 
if I get the visual correct, so they have the elk that they mm-hmm. have, uh, I'm assuming, killed for food or sustenance mm-hmm. in some way. They they yep. take out the heart, they have it in their hands, and they just happen to be at this lake, and they look up and go, oh, that's it. <laughs> chief, chief, you know how you're trying to name the lake? Then, boy, do I have some news for you. <laughs> That's interesting, though, because I, yeah, I, I mean, I from the satellite view, I mean, it, I, I think it could look like a elk, like heart, like it kind of has like a little, it kind of comes to a point at the bottom, and the top has some branches that come off, so mm-hmm. you know, it could look like, like the a arteries. Heart. Okay. Yeah, good. So yeah, the 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 Potawatomi also believed that the lake had healing powers. Mm-hmm. If they bathed in the lake, they believed they would be quote re- rejuvenated and handsome. Mm. I can and use this that is, lake. I want to yep, be handsome. This is in contrast to the Eureka Spring Spring, which only makes you feel better. It doesn't actually make you more handsome. Mm-mm. So, if you got a spring, you gotta be. You gotta make people look better. That's. I think that's the gold standard. Exactly. Like when whenever I would go to Glenwood Springs in Colorado, I go to the spring and I come out and I have increased by one point of attractiveness. One from, point. What's what's the scale? Uh, from a six to a seven. Oh, we're a ten point scale or a hundred point scale? <laughs> oh, actually, you know that might be better. On a on a hundred point scale, I go up three points. Okay, I'm glowing <laughs> from a six to a nine. <laughs> from a six to a nine. Yeah, oh, that's all right. That's, I go from a, a zero to a three. Nice. Yeah. Where would you rate yourself on a zero to a hundred physical attractiveness scale? <laughs> Oh, I plead the the fifth. I pass. Um, I want to go. I think. I think you're probably like a like a eighty nine. No, whoa. not eighty nine. Sorry, seventy nine. Maybe like an eighty eighty seventy nine to eighty four. You're you're up there. Wow, you're a tall guy. Jeez, I feel like this is one of those things where people like comment below or whatever, and then I just feel <laughs> awful because the people on the internet are so mean. They're like, he's a 14. <laughs> yeah, don't my, comment uh, below. I don't want you to judge me in that way. I'm not ready for the internet. My girlfriend asked me uh, if you could change anything about yourself, what would you change? And I was like, I'd like to be one inch taller so I could be taller than Connor. <laughs> <laughs> Because I might be older than you, but you're taller than me, and that's all that matters. Oh, man. <laughs> Maxim, you have an elk's heart. You really an do. An elk's heart. Let me do an elk bugle. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine you pulled out a bugle chip to do that, because I can't see you. <laughs> no, I craned my neck, though, like an, like an elk does. Like, <laughs> Pickles is mad at me. He can hear me doing this in my bedroom. He's like, why don't you let me see? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Oh, man. Okay. So uh, last note about this lake. There are tens of thousands of springs that feed the lake. And because of this, Elkhart Lake is considered one of the cleanest lakes in Wisconsin. Oh, that's cool. So wait, so there, there are how many springs did you say? Just tens? Tens of thousands. Tens of thousands. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So you could get very attractive in this lake. If this it's is, one point per spring? Yeah. This is like lake attractive juice. You, you go in looking like me. You come out looking like Ryan Gosling. Absolutely. It's, 
it's what you want. <laughs> it's it's the that best. was an emphasized I, cough. That was I I, I, I played overplayed it. I'm fine. Oh shit. Okay. Glad you're all right. Um, quick note. I realized my camera just rolled over. I forgot to look at it, and it just restarted the timer, so I don't have to turn off my camera. Oh. Oh. Okay. Great. Old goblin for you all. Oh. Um. So yeah. Uh. I talked to. Okay. So I want to give a quick shout out this episode because I actually called my friend about an hour before recording this because she's the only person I know from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. So this is a shout out to my dear friend Tabitha, who I met at my first engineering job incredible person she's wonderful but she's from wisconsin and i asked her if she had ever been to this lake and she said no but (laughs) uh she said that uh wisconsin actually has a lot of very beautiful natural formations in its Mm -hmm. geology and there's lots of springs and lakes and rivers and she said it's all very clean but with that comes a lot of humidity during the summer because there's so much moisture around but she said there's tons of springs tons of lakes and very few of them are like polluted a lot of them are just super clean she was even saying that a lot of them are so clean that you could just drink from them if you're not in like a murky spot basically wow wow that's really impressive yeah i know right it's incredible okay so we're gonna jump down away from the water we're gonna get into some things that pollute Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) so fact number two so racing automobile racing is a big part of elkhart elkhart lakes history so they started racing cars here in the 1950s and in then they started racing them around the lake that was kind of the lap they did Mm -hmm. um in the first race in 1950 had 5,000 attendees Wow, the that's 19- a lot of people for that. Just you wait. Yeah, don't ni- do that now, anyone. You should never be <laughs> in an area with more than five people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They weren't following their social distancing because they didn't have that <laughs> problem back then. Um, the 1951 race had 50,000 attendees. Wow. And the 1952 race had 100,000 attendees. That's some exponential growth. It's insane. I was reading that number like, holy crap. But uh, in 1955, a new track called Road America was built south of the village, basically because racing was so popular in this place and they mm-hmm. would, people would race on the streets and around the lake that they're like, we're just going to build a racetrack here. And Road America is still, it's still around today and it holds 425 events annually. Wow. So that's more than one event per day. That's hard to wrap my head around because it's hard to wrap my head around anyone who likes car racing. Yeah. It was established last time that I don't drive any, like if it's, if it's unnecessary at all, I just won't drive. So it's Mm -hmm. just, it's hard, but it's, it's hard to fathom. Yeah, exactly. I could, I can see you even in your small ass town, just running to the gas station to get gas. (laughs) Hello, can you fuel me up, sir, please? Just squirt it in this backpack of mine. Put it in my mouth, I'll carry it home. <laughs> and that's that's how you fill up your car, one <laughs> mouthful of gasoline at a time. Oh, yuck. <laughs> um, so it's estimated the racetrack has an economic impact of $70 million annually on the town. Wow. So this is a town on of the 900 people. Yeah. Because people are going there to check out events, they're boarding, they're eating food, they're just coming by the town to hang out and enjoy the races or whatever race event is happening. So this like this town's racing 
thing it works very well for it for only being like 927 people yeah 70 million dollars for yep. 900 so for less than a thousand people yeah it's it's crazy and they're um they their website's actually very nice this actually seems like in addition to like the racing and stuff mm-hmm. um oh my camera stopped hang on movie recording is gonna stop stop hammer hey. time Ooh, i don't know okay. that song yeah, it, that was weird. I don't know what it's doing. Well, we're at okay. the thirty minute mark on my on my camera, so okay. But uh, what other songs have the word "stop" in it that I concern aid you all stop. with? Stop in the name of love, love before you break my L card. Disturb stop. has a song called "Don't Stop," but that's not don't what we're looking stop for. Stop me now! I'm having oh, such a good time. Stop. I'm having mm-hmm. a ball. Don't stop me. Do you know what's a underrated song that doesn't have the word stop in it what the song that goes s-a-t-u-r-t-u-r-t T-U-R-T- i don't know how to uh, how do you uh, okay maybe it isn't underrated because i clearly don't remember any of the words the one where they spell saturday night and i remember it being kind of like a peanuts commercial not the not the cartoon peanuts but like mr peanuts hmm. s-a-t-u-r-t-u-r I don't. I know what song you're talking about, but like, what's the D A Y S A T U R D A Y? Ah, that's they just go through. They don't circle back around. You know what? I should oh, stop. Mickey, you're so fine. You're Trying so to... fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mickey. That's what that sound, song reminds me of. Mm. Well, are we back, or do I need to figure yeah, out? Yeah, I think we're back. This is, folks. What you're watching right now is me looking very closely at my screen because. I thought my camera was counting down, but it was counting up to 30. (laughs) So it it doesn't. Yep. And the world uh, is is upside down right now. So that makes sense. Yep. And that's what happens when you buy a new piece of equipment and you're using it in this function for the first time on a show where you're alone in your bedroom. (laughs) So the name of this episode should be alone in my bedroom, alone in my bedroom, bedroom alone too. Lost, lost in New York. No, stuck in New York. <laughs> the sticky York. bandits come to the window. They look in and they go, "Oh, good. He's social distancing. Let's check the next house." <laughs> yeah, Marv looks in the window and I cough in his mouth. Like, ah! And falls backwards down the brownstone steps. Okay, uh, continuing mm-hmm. with racing. Um, every year during the Kohler International Challenge, Road and Track Magazine holds a car. This is from Wikipedia. Excuse my pronunciation because I am not French. Concours d'élégance, which means a competition of elegance in the Ooh. village. The this draws a large crowd of people, um, and they line the streets from Road America, the racetrack, all the way down to the shore of Elkhart Lake, and they watch the cars drive past. So these are elegant vintage cars. These are like old, like. Um, like phantoms and like and stuff like that like nice cars i Um, thought the elegance was from the people i thought they would get out of the cars and go "Ooh, look at me look at me look at me wouldn't that be so nice if the cars were spectating people and complimenting (laughs) them (laughs) is it rude if a car is autonomous and can honk its own horn to signal its own uh, approval of people because usually honks are mean or their cat calls. Yeah, exactly. Is it, is it wrong if the cars cat call people of their own accord? Well, they is it a, if it's is it the person cat calling or is it the car? Who's to blame? 
Definitely the person. <laughs> Definitely the person. Yeah. <sighs> okay, so the the cars. Uh, let's see. But the cars park in the streets of Elkhart Lake, mainly on Lake Street, where curious visitors, car enthusiasts, and other racers alike walk up and down the streets looking at cars. Standard car show stuff. As the concourse comes to a close, Road and Track announces the winner of various awards, including Best Looking Car Award. The cars return to the track around 7.30 p.m., just before the sun sets, because many of the cars do not have headlights. Oh, interesting. They would not do well in Carmel by the Sea, where there's no streetlights. Right, exactly. <laughs> Here I am driving my headlightless car through my street lampless street, <laughs> wearing my, <laughs> my camp headband with an <laughs> LED light on it. <laughs> uh... But yeah, I mean, that makes sense for, like, a lot of race cars, a lot yeah. of old vintage cars. Like, race cars especially, because, like, you don't need the extra weight, and mm-hmm. it's just lights. Like, you, you're going to see where you're going on a track. Yeah. Okay. So that concludes racing. Um, Real quick, do you have a favorite performance car or a favorite car in general? I know you're not big into cars, but do you have anything that you've ever just liked and been like, wow? Yeah, my 2004 Honda Accord. There you go. There you go. Okay. That's, yeah, no, we'll I don't. Move on I don't that. Uh, if someone were to point out a car, like Mustangs look nice, I guess, but that's like, that's kind of how, if, if I see one, I could probably identify it. But other than that, I really can't identify cars. Okay. That's fair. There's a, uh, my hometown of Arvada has a very large, like, car culture. Mm-hmm. And people are just always into cars. Like, there's so many people our age who just, like, pay, like, $1,200 a month for their car with, like, yeah. $600 insurance and then live at their parents' place. Like, that's that's the world I come from. <laughs> no, I don't. I never understood that. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, like, super into cars, but I do appreciate some of them. Like I, it's my goal one day. I want to drive a McLaren, but first I have to learn stick. And second, I have to find someone to trust me with their McLaren for a loop around the track. <laughs> See, it sounds like you're talking about uh, a name. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I have no idea if you, if someone, if, if you took McLaren outside of this context of talking about cars, I would have thought you were talking about it like a person. I, I, that's how little I know. I was this this man named McLaren was going to give me a horsey ride <laughs> around a three mile NASCAR tra- racing track, and uh, you have to learn to drive stick to ride McLaren. Yeah. That's his payment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, no, I don't understand cars. But yeah, this is a honestly like car stuff aside. This is a really beautiful place with like some nice outdoorsy happenings. Mm-hmm. Um. Which is going to lead me to fact number three. And this isn't so much just an Elkhart Lake fact as it is like a kind of a Wisconsin as a whole fact. So, the. Wait, can I guess? Huh? Can I guess? Yeah, I know what you're going to guess already. Do you? Can I guess what your guess is? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's cheese. No, 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 no. Oh, it's a good guess. Good guess. It's a good guess, guess. Let me. Then my guess is. Everyone in Wisconsin dresses up like leprechauns. <laughs> <laughs> no, my friend from Wisconsin, I actually, uh, Wisconsin, I actually told her about your town from two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I've never heard of that. That's so cool. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Oh, I was man. like, hey, you're in quarantine. Check out my podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, I hope, well, I don't know what happened up in New London, but they do a good job with St. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Finnegan's Wake had a lot more, a lot more bodies this year. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's sad. I'm laughing because it's dark. Sad. This is why we have the explicit tag on our show. (laughs) Okay. So, my last fact for Elkhart Lake is, um, some, there's something called the Ice Age Scenic National Trail, mm. and it passes through Elkhart Lake. Are you familiar with this? No, but I can guess that it happened when the glaciers were uh, receding. They carved something nice out. Yeah. So basically, this trail is a 1,200-mile trail that runs through Wisconsin. Um, so the trail follows the edge of a glacier that used to cover much of North America, like basically as recently as like 15,000 years ago. Mm-hmm. So... Um, along the trail, there's like several glacier, glacial features such as kettles, potholes, eskers, and glacial erratics. Mm, I love me some glacier erratics. As we talked about before. So basically because this huge coat of ice that was almost two miles thick at some places, Mm -hmm. they like the, the freezing and like an expanding of ice or melting of ice and all this creates these cool like geological features. Um, so so this trail is 1,200 miles and follows the edge of this glacier, and you can see these features everywhere. Like, it's very popular, great wildlife area. Um, the, the glacial remnants are now considered amongst the world's finest examples of how continental glaciation sculpts our planet. Hmm. So this is like world-renowned ice melting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So this this one's cool. This is this is pretty much the end, but this is something I got from the uh iceagetrail.org website. Mm-hmm. So uh the stuff on this trail is for lack of better words, old as shit, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so there's th- these are a list of su- this is called Ice, a- Ice Age Trail time pieces and here are the, some of the things on here. Um there are the basalt bluffs and oh, exposures basalt. of, mm, of Polk County. Mm. <laughs> I like basalt and pepper on my French fries. Mm-hmm. So the basalt bluffs and exposures of Polk County are an estimated 1.1 billion years old. Wow. The oh. quartzite of the Baraboo Hills and the Blue Hills are 1.6 billion years old. The rock outcrops at Grandfather Falls, Lincoln County are 1.8 billion years old. And these are all things that are exposed now because of the this glacier trail mm-hmm. exposing them. So, pretty cool, a lot of history. Um my friend I was talking about she she actually went on this trail when she was a kid. She didn't remember much of it, but it's a pretty popular one. Like people will will apparently try to hike the whole thing. Like it's one of those like big outdoorsy hiker achievements. It's like hiking 14ers in Colorado or like oh, the Appalachian trail or something. It's just like, I'm going to hike the whole 1200 miles. And they're like, all right, go for it. Go look at some rocks, bud. 1200 miles in 2 billion years of history. Wow. Yeah. It takes you 2 billion years to walk. 1200 <laughs> miles. Oh man. I love me. Great. Some glacier erratics. They're so yeah. fun. So fun. Um, the, the glacier, uh, quick side note, um, that was there apparently stretched from basically like further than Wisconsin West and all the way as far as New York East. So wow. it was a big boy. Big boy. Yeah. 
Big boy. Um, all right, and that's all I've got today for Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. The lake where you dispose of your elk hearts. <laughs> <laughs> the lake where you go in and you look handsome. Ooh, handsome lake. Handsome lake. And that's where, oh, I see it. So they dunk the cars in the lake and they pull them out and they're like, which one came out the most handsome? <laughs> oh, that one's elegant over there. <laughs> mm. oh, All right, well, that's what, what I got. Yeah, thanks. You're welcome. Thank uh, you for your thank you. <laughs> I think that might be my first thank you. Uh, maybe quarantine has, ma- has softened me. Do you like this <laughs> new softened me? <laughs> I now know things too that I didn't before, like our social media. <laughs> I, I like to imagine that you're sitting in a room with all the walls just like a nice soft pink and you've got a nice soft pink light on you and you're like look i am so soft <laughs> i am so gentle now so dainty so you're wearing elegant. an ascot uh do you have sponsors Ooh, sponsors <sighs> today I am sponsored by the painting on the wall behind me. Mm. For viewers at home, you can't see it because I had to take it down to get a clean Ooh, shot. Take down that painting. Yeah. This painting was done by my mom, and I'm mm. pointing to it. Uh, you can't see it. So mm, I guess uh, if you want to get to know my sponsor, you're going to have to come hang out with me when the social distancing <laughs> is over. Or just take a peek in my window. I live on um, somewhere on Prospect Place. <laughs> I, like the, I like that correction, of course. Here's my address. Just kidding. You can't get my address. I'll give you I've a done clue. That I'm, in, I'm in New York City near a laundromat. <laughs> well, do you want to grab the painting while I say my sponsor? Uh, Sure. I think I can grab it. It's kind of big. I'm going to... Sorry, viewers. Here I go. I'm going to try well, to do this with all my equipment attached to me. Uh, <laughs> well, my oh. sponsor today, oh, listeners, camera. is on the spot because I am making this up on the spot while Maxim nice. is bringing a painting on a different spot. Spot, spot. Ooh. Michael Scott's spot, spot business for Dalmatians. Oh, my God. Did you get okay, it? Okay, I'm holding up the painting now. The viewers can see it. Oh, I can't. It's big. <laughs> oh, it looks huge. Is that is that a goldfish? You have quite the imagination, sir. It's just one goldfish on a white canvas? Yep, that's it. Wow. That's it. It's drawn in crayon. Got it. Wow. That's... Your mom has some talent. Let me put this down. All right. Are we on to where I am going? I think so. I bought my camera again. <laughs> this is quite the process. Oh, man. Of- it's all for the art. All for the art. <sighs> Comedians, we do it. Sorry. Fred Durst did it all for the nookie. Comedians, we do it all for the bookie. Who isn't working there because the clubs are closed? Right. Uh, yeah. 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 You ready? You ever li- Have you ever, li- ever listened to Limp Biscuit? Limp Biscuit. I just know that. Someone says it. Okay, then nope. They're not that great anyway. I just started checking them out this year, and I'm like, this is overhyped. Your go. My go? Where are we going? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, where are we going? Yes, well, thank you for asking. We are going to a place aptly named for the, the, the what we should be trying to do today. 
We are going to Cope, South Carolina. To what? Cope, like Hope oh. with a C. Like oh. coping, like what we're all trying to do with coronavirus stuck in our houses right now. We are trying to cope South Carolina. Okay. And, um, well, if you remember last episode too, I completely forgot about the Carolinas. So this is a little bit of retribution for going from Virginia to Georgia. Uh, but cope uh, is a verb. It is okay. of a person deal effectively with something difficult. That's the first one. So we, as people, are trying to cope. And uh, the other definition is of a machine or system have the capacity to deal successfully with. So I hope you all are coping as we go to Cope, South Carolina. All right. What's your coping mechanism, Connor? This podcast. Yeah, as I recall, last time you had something to cope with, you turned your bedroom into a studio. Yeah, that's... (laughs) (laughs) Break up, too. (laughs) The the location... I tried to keep it general. Well, I I don't... It's, you know, my personal life. This is a a window into my life. Um, I want to apologize right now because... The, this is definitely coming through the audio, but Pickles is outside the door and he will not stop crying. So if you hear a kitty, it's mine. Hey, he's just trying to cope. South Carolina. He gets lonely when I'm talking. He wants in and then he's just like, why am I not part of this? And I'm like, you're a cat. You'll knock over my camera. Don't mm. do that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, if he wants to join us on this virtual trip, cope is a town in Orangeburg County, South Carolina, United States, located in central South Carolina. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, you can see it on the map on our YouTube, or you can just imagine South Carolina, if you're listening, on your mind, it's in the middle. The population... hold your hands up. What is... Make your hands into the shape of South Carolina. It's like like a... Like like this? I don't know if that's reversed... uh, I can't do it the other way. I think it looks great. I think it's spot on. I don't think I've seen... Anyone do a representation of South Carolina that's better it's like than that? Almost like a, it's it's kind of like making a heart with my fingers. Well, uh, the population is da 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 da, da seventy seven. Damn it! You're taking home the small town mm, award this episode. At the 2010 census. Um, and fact number one: while Cope is a very small town, it's also one of the smallest towns in America by land area. Ooh! Wow. Mm. So the town limit includes two tenths of a square mile, which computes to about 120 acres. Because you know we're all about those acres on this show. 120 acres. And uh, Maxim, I know you didn't ask for this, but I'm going to give this fact anyway. Because, you know, we love our acres. I got some acre facts for us. Ooh, yeah. acre is a unit of land area used in the imperial and U.S. customary systems. It is traditionally defined as an area of one chain by one furlong, which is 66 by 660 feet, which is exactly equal to 10 square chains. One chain by one furlong? Mm Mm-hmm. What? How? How is an acre made of even more convoluted units than what we thought it was? Uh, I... 
I don't know. I what's a furlong? <laughs> oh, it's three. It's three Piccadillys and uh, <laughs> and a, 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 a Shawshank. I don't know. Like, well, if this puts it back into better perspective for you, uh, ten square chains, which is sixty six feet, um, is equal to one six hundred fortieth of a square mile, or 43,560 square feet and approximately 4,047 meters squared or about 40% of a hectare. Or, if you want to remember it, it's one bazooper. <laughs> <laughs> what is this unit? This makes me so mad that you're picking this apart. It's just like, I need to speak to the CEO of the Imperial System. Um, just to make it a little bit more convoluted for you before moving on. Uh, in the Middle Ages, an acre was defined as the area of land that could be plowed in one day by a yoke of oxen. Yep. That's <laughs> what I know. That's the unit I brought home to my family. And a yoke is two oxen, which is like are on a yoke. And just just to throw a wrench in this whole thing, because you think, well, that's you know, we took we have the yoke to we have the standard of acre today off of this one that was made in the Middle Ages. No, 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 no. It's it's more confusing. Uh, allowing time for periodically resting the animals, a slowly plodding yoke of oxen have re- have uh, required about 25 10-hour days to plow 40 acres. So go figure how we ended up with a chain and a furlong to make an acre today because I don't know. This is so dumb. (laughs) This is so stupid. I'm so mad. So like, this is like, this is like, it's so arbitrary. It's so arbitrary. Um, well, just I just want to put things in perspective for listeners. So if you're having a hard time imagining how small Cope, South Carolina is uh, by by land area, it would take a yoke of oxen 75 days working 10 hour days to create to, to plow Cope, South Carolina. Does that, does that do it, like it that, for you? When you say it like that, it sounds enormous. <laughs> 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 just think about how many yoke of oxen it would take to plow uh how many days a, it would take a yoke of oxen to plow new york city i don't know 30 <laughs> <laughs> well that is fact number one cope south carolina is is uh small that's the big thing um and so fact number two okay. the name cope comes from the man who sold a portion of his land to be used for the town and the train depot, and his name is Jacob Martin Cope. How did he cope with the loss of his property? Pretty well. I'm guessing he got cash. I would cope well with cash. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but just remember... Sorry about your trauma. Here's money. <laughs> uh, that's not how to solve our mental health issues in this country, but we're comedians and we're joking. Yeah, we're totally joking. (laughs) (laughs) Just remember uh, all the middle names in this because that's another thing that comes up in this town. Uh, So we have Cope, South Carolina, uh, named after Jacob Martin Cope. But if you go to, if you're there today, like if you were, uh, if you wanted to virtually visit it today, because you shouldn't visit it right now with everything going on, uh, there's an article called uh, at www.onlyinyourstate.com slash South Carolina dash 
south-carolina-cope.sc. I'm not going to do all that because the bit's kind of done. But uh, <laughs> the the name of the article is the small town the small town in South Carolina you've never heard of but will fall in love with. And this well, website, it sounds like every article about a small town. Oh, ever. absolutely. There's never a, an article just like this small town is just fine. Here's the small town articles I see. One, cool small towns to visit by in your state. Mm-hmm. Two, small towns with weird names. Mm-hmm. Three, this small town, you're going to fall in love with it. Yeah. Just once, I'd, be, I'd like to be like, these small towns have exactly three facts about them and they're interesting <laughs> i'd like to i'd like to come across an article that says this town's interest is equal to the number of people who live there <laughs> i'd like i would like for us to synthesize a town like pick a town with nothing going on we dump a bunch of facts on it draw up a bunch of tourism and they're like what brought you here and they'll be like small town radio podcast like wow we should change the name of our town to small town that would be awesome. Or, or Maxim Connerville. <laughs> anarchy. Or, Not anarchy. No, monarchy. We want the monarchy like Beaver Lake. Well, well, yeah, exactly. With a theocratic monarchy <laughs> where the, 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 the religion is our podcast. <laughs> and the, the mayor of town is the honorary goblin. <laughs> hey, just now think when you're drawing for that goblin gauntlet, you could be drawing for, for the, the honorary monarch of a future town yeah what state would our town be in not new hampshire oh my god well it's nowhere then <laughs> it'll never happen <laughs> i don't know like maybe somewhere in the middle like kansas oh oh it's a small town <laughs> you're just like i just want our town to suck <laughs> <laughs> i feel like america would be fine with a monarchy if it just sucked it was just like a they're like, and why would anyone live there? Like, yeah, of course you can be the king of this town. No one wants to be there. Okay, fair. Yeah. So, um, well, 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 well. So on this website, we have, uh, we have. There's a bunch of pictures, and you'd be thinking of, you know, how else could this town put its name Cope in the the town itself? Like, how many times could it use it, and how many times can we get the reminder that we're trying to cope? Well. Here's some direct quotes from that article that I alluded to before. Okay. Um, It is, as you're driving through Cope, you'll be drawn to the homes and the buildings, each one as nostalgic as the next. Most visitors can't resist stopping to take photos of the Bank of Cope. Cope's U.S. post office may look like an ordinary federal building, but inside you'll find what you're looking for, which I'm guessing is Cope. Fun fact, in 1899, Cope was among the first three South Carolina post offices to offer free rural delivery. Ooh. Turns out Cope had one of the first bank's first post offices and first operating telephones in South Carolina. First operating telephone. That's cool. Man, I can't cope without a phone now. Yeah, who are they calling? The person with the first <laughs> the operating phone? telephone in North Carolina? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, <laughs> what is it? Cope has a few city blocks, all worth exploring. And here's where it gets good. Take a look at Cope Station. Built in 1894, <laughs> the new rail stop here, Cope Station put this small town on the map. And the historic station still stands in the middle of downtown Cope. 
and is a stunning look into the past. What do you think they have in their closets there? Do you think they have cope hangers? <laughs> oh, no, they definitely have cope racks. They definitely have cope racks. Do you, what do you think they drink with their hamburgers? Do you think they drink cope? Uh, I think the, the, the mixed drink of choice is definitely rum and cope. Rum and cope. <laughs> those, those are two coping mechanisms in one. Uh, can I get some extra cope with that rum and cope? <laughs> it's crazy how much of this town is being funded by the billionaires, the Cope brothers. <laughs> oh, they definitely have a little bit more liberal of a stance. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cope. Uh, the, the cool thing, though, about uh, Cope Station, also known as Cope Depot, which I think we could use in this country, just imagine replace all Home Depots with Cope Depots. <laughs> uh, so Cope Depot was built in 1894, uh, but it stopped providing service in the 1960s. But in 2001, Cope Depot was added to the National Register of Historic Places. So um, we all can cherish the natural history of Cope. Nice. Yeah. Is that enough wordplay for you? How do you feel? That was good. I think we could really dive into this wordplay some more. I'm, I think I'm just going to take a minute and smoke a little Cope before we dive <laughs> into it. Um, because if we don't go into the wordplay, then I'm going to be hanging from a Cope. <laughs> oh, man. I'm not... I'm, I'm, I'll... I'll catch up. I'll catch up. Just just wait. Because we do yeah. have one more fact here. Ooh. Um, I'm so sorry. Pickles is crying incessantly. I tried tossing my shoe at the door. <laughs> I should tossed both of my slippers <laughs> at the door to try to get him to stop. But uh, What's all right? mind, I did not. Viewers at home, I did not hit my cat with the shoe. I just tossed the shoes at the door that he's crying behind. Max, I'm just trying to cope. I'm just trying to cope. Just pull into that Cope Depot. Choo-choo. You can't hear it through what I'm talking to you through, Connor, but like when I edit this audio, you are going to hear my cat <laughs> whining. I promise you. Hey, he's just trying to chime in. He, I bet Pickles has the best wordplay. He's just saying cope, cope, cope. Cope. Okay, so he can't fact- cope, seriously. What? He can't cope. He literally cannot cope with being not in the room where I'm Mm-mm. talking. Mm-mm. Well, this might help you cope a little better, this third fact here. So, uh, there's a store there. It's called Valentine's General Store. Oh, and, camera. Oh. Are you resetting Sorry. it? Resetting it. Stop. Now, yep. Hammer, yeah, it stopped. Oh, man, I, that was the same joke. I, uh, okay. Okay. Keep going. Okay, so Valentine's bills itself uh, as a peek into the past. And inside this general store, they have um, wooden sewing boxes from Singer, uh, uh, cream can, kettles, baskets, mule shoes, and hundreds of nuts and bolts. Just a few of the thousand items that line the shelves of this old-time store. uh, And they aren't for sale. According to an American Profile article. What? What? Yeah, they just have all this stuff. So according to the American Profile article titled Valentine's General Store, the owner of the store, Joe Helen Riley, remember the middle name is also there. Uh, Joe Helen Riley, just uh, also a side note, her grandfather established the store and her great grandfather is Jacob Martin Cope. Uh, So yeah, all of that, all that. Joe Helen Ridley said, we don't like parting with anything. 
we cling to it all. What a business model. Wow, Cope is thicker than water for sure. <laughs> so this store is not open seven days a week. It's kind of, um, it, she opens it up on request uh, from the public who want to visit it. Uh, so it's kind of more like a, like kind of, I guess it feels more like a museum. I don't know if they sell right. other things, but all their artifacts in there. Uh, and I think they have one of the first phones from the city, uh, from not, not a city. Oh geez. From the town there. Um, but, uh, next to the think, store, do you think they have a sign on the front that says, come on in, we're coping. That would be, that would be really <laughs> fitting. They should, we should make that sign for them. <laughs> hey, yes, we're coping. <laughs> Um, how do you, how do you cope? Cope, South Carolina. The cope of good cope. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> the cape of good cope. Um, so we have, uh, next door to Valentine's is the general store. There is, or was a cotton gin, um, which was built in 1911. Gin, please. What? Cope and gym. <laughs> um, so the thing is, Reading on it, I know it was destroyed or knocked down uh, when Hurricane Matthew came through South Carolina back in 2016. But I read an article in 2019 that uh, said it was functional. So I, I couldn't get enough information on whether they rebuilt it or not. It seems like they might have. Um, and I know before it was knocked down, and maybe today, you could go in and actually get demonstrations on how to... like. Uh, uh, like ginning demonstrations. Cool. So yeah, there's stuff going on uh, in Cope, South Carolina, a place you should all go in your head. In your head. Yeah, okay. Do not go right now. Do not go. Do not, do not watch a vaccine will have come out the day before this goes and everyone's going to be running to cope. Yep. Cope of virus. <laughs> cope, cope 119. <laughs> <laughs> COVID-19 COVID-19 oh man so uh all that that is that is COPE South Carolina awesome thank mm. you I'm coping with the puns oh man <laughs> hey so I got a question for you yeah um if you had to name a town right now based off of what people should be doing what would you name that town stay the fucking Ciderberg <laughs> Uh, welcome Corrin. to stay the fuck inside usa <laughs> <laughs> exactly um corn 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 borough corn's corn's borough uh uh, uh <laughs> stock stock <Upsville. laughs> i can't wait for quentin quarantino's next movie <laughs> <laughs> i watched inglorious bastards today before we recorded yeah, Did they all yeah. look like they were fine being alone. Yeah, I mean they were coping well with being alone <laughs> and killing Hitler. <laughs> I'm sure Brad Pitt is coping just fine with quarantine. Oh man, I'm sure. I am sure. It would be nice to have a lot of money right now to not worry about that. I feel like the finance, like coronavirus, obviously everyone should do their part, and it's like we're gonna try and. S- prevent as many people from possible as getting sick but the the economic repercussions of this whole thing are, could be really bad too so uh let's all cope a little bit more yeah let's hope the system copes yep 
now is time times like this we need to come together and cope as a community mm-hmm. let's pull well, into that cope station <laughs> six feet I, apart from each other <laughs> all right well i hope our listeners out there i hope uh, by the time this comes out i hope things are better if not i hope you're staying safe and i hope you're staying clean Mm -hmm. and healthy i hope your cat is not crying yeah um (laughs) i feel like we there's enough wordplay in that last part we should just leave a blank here for a joke unless you have one we should just leave a blank so they can fill in their own cope wordplay well i have uh i have i have so many one-liners and i i did um the show with our buddy Alex, who was on the show, he mm-hmm. wanted me to write a bunch of one-liners for a stream he doll does called Bedsty Bed Guy, and you just read a bunch of one-liners for thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. So I wrote thirty, or I wrote forty-two of them. He, we got through thirteen. So, <laughs> wow. so I'm gonna read just a couple of them to season the end of this episode. Let me turn and listen to you in the right direction. Okay. I like my lovers to be like JFK, open-minded. Yikes, right? <laughs> they could have gone in a lot of directions and they did not <laughs> choose the dark one. In the UK, do websites ask you to enable biscuits? That's clever. <laughs> People will use any occasion as an excuse to drink. I would know. I drink whenever I'm thirsty. <laughs> oh, that's 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 a dad one. Yep. Um, here we go. Let me get one one last one. Um, oh, the only data that should be backed up is data that has a fat ass. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you go from dad to like. I don't. This is really <laughs> kind of sexual. <laughs> That's my polarized vibe. I am soft and I am disgusting. <laughs> cool. Oh, man. I can't cope. Do you have can't a one-liner you can throw out there? I don't. I had a joke that I thought of. Um, let me see if I can pull the whole thing together. I really um, I really like making bone broth. Um, it's really good. I, um, I actually have... Well, the way... Okay, let me... Start over. I'll be real quick. Uh, in order to make bone broth, which I enjoy making, you need a lot of bones. And uh, bone broth is really, really good for you until your date looks in the freezer and goes, why do you have bones in here? Why is there a skeleton in your freezer? <laughs> That's good. Thanks. I, I do like bone broth a lot. Um, and it's actually very good for you. It's very good for gut health. I mean, that's why we have chicken chicken like broth soup is good when you're sick so just don't keep all the bones in your freezer and don't eat the bones whole Mm-mm. Mm-mm. yeah so that's uh, that's it uh for us right yep that's small town radio so we have uh the goblin gauntlet coming up on april mm-hmm. 13th and social media as well that you should follow at ST Radio Pod at, on Instagram and Twitter, and follow us at or email us at smalltownradiopodcast at gmail.com. Go like our Facebook page, subscribe and like to our YouTube, 
do everything. Get in touch everything. with us. I think there's a button over here. You can't see it, but it's like right in front of you. I think it's the subscribe button on YouTube. Uh, also subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Give us a five-star review. Um, we'll send you stickers if you give us a five-star review. Um, really appreciate it. Uh, we thank you guys so much for listening. We love you. Um, our loyal cowards, our loyal goblins, you are our favorite fan base. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.